Yeah, but they should have lit someone who is of adequate size on fire. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. I even took his knives. It's okay now. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who just has a bad dream every once in a while. It's Mark. Up yours with a twirling lawnmower, Jack. That's really what I thought the quote Jake was going to go with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried For to those of you unfamiliar with the Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street, and we'll get into that soon, uh, which will be a lot of fun, and I should note, we'll be spoiling that soon, because that's another thing we do. We spoil the shit out of these movies. Um, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, and we're going to be doing that a little bit differently this week, because I remembered... That over a year ago, um, the initial concept for this website was going to be called Beers for Fears, where we were going to try to pick a beer that went with a movie, review the horror movie, and drink the beer. Now, obviously, that didn't happen because we went with a to zhorror.com, but now we do this segment where we all have been relating beers to the movie, so the segment's Beers for Fears. So we're going to do Beers for Fears. That was the most graceful segue I've ever heard. On this podcast. Well, Mark, I'm a professional broadcaster. Yeah. You really showed it right there. The talent. Oh, you can't hide it. Yeah, let it show. So, on that score, Mark, what is your beer for these fears? Sure. This is a surprisingly difficult movie to beer. Uh, or maybe I'm just getting really bad at this game and I've already had all the beers I think you're in the store and I'm running out of yeah. ideas. You've said that like the last few weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm going with an Idaho beer this time. It's uh, Payette. So, I found a Blood Orange Rustler. Okay. Uh, Rustler's unrelated, but I saw the word blood, and this movie has that in spades, so uh, that's what I'm going with. I feel like wow. you could have made some sort of connection with Rustler and rustling around in the bushes. There's a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, his sweater looks orange sometimes. That's <laughs> the weakest connection you could have made. That well, yeah, made it would have been better than that. that. Would have made it worse. There's blood. Oh you just God. pile on, Jake. More. There's more orange. Yeah. Just pile on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are bushes, there are Jake, trees. how about you? What are you drinking? What, what's your beer for these fears? Um, well, my my beers for these fears, uh, this week is one that I've been trying, I've been holding off. I've wanted to use it for a while, and I'm going to pull the trigger. This probably isn't the absolute perfect fit, but the time has come. Uh, I'm drinking Delirium <laughs> Nocturnum this week. Good call. Okay. Who, yeah. who makes that? That could fit in many different ones, but yeah, it certainly fits here. I like this one. I like the application. Yeah, I, had to I, go I think it. that's pretty solid. Yeah, so simple as that. Um, Wait, hold, what is Now, what kind what of is beer, beer is that? Who, who makes, makes it? it? It's, a, it's a Belgian made by a Belgian brewery that I can't fucking pronounce. Do you want to give like it a that. shot? Yeah, uh, you have to give it a shot. Well, I'm going to have to look it up because I poured it into a glass and I don't have the bottle. Oh, you're such a God damn it. What do you just expect from me? Just make up a Belgian word then. No, I'm going to find it now. Oh my god. Is it. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really speak Flemish. Yeah. It's a very hard language to imitate. The, the Belgians speak dolphin, right? <laughs> Dude, have you ever heard someone it's... speaking fluent Flemish? It's impossible to I'm understand. Ready, I'm anything. ready to provide that. All right, Jake, you? what do you got? It's made by Browery Hoig. That's probably right. a terrible pronunciation, but. I was pretty close. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, basically it. it's basically just a Belgian strong. Um Fair it's enough. an old beer. You get them in the, everyone's seen these fucking beers. You get them in like the ceramic bottle, has the pink elephant on it. They're oh yeah, I have variety. seen that. There's I actually do them. know what you're talking about there's now. Tremet, yeah, that was tremens, surprisingly helpful. And there's like they have a Christmas one, Noel. I think they have more. They have a bunch. White Delirium, ceramic bottle, pink elephant. Delirium Nocturnum does not seem like it would be a Belgian. It, it really does. It seems it like it would is. be like a quadruple stout or something. Mm. <laughs> Jack, that leaves you, buddy. Thank you. My God. Somebody throw to me. Jesus Christ. Eh, uh, you can um, figure it out. So my beer this week is more personally related to the movie than it is objectively related to the movie. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah. I went with uh, a beer uh, that I actually haven't had before. Jake, I'm curious to know whether or not you've had it before. Okay. I went with uh, Pinner. Uh, by Oscar Blues. Yeah, I've had it. Okay. A um, couple of things. One, this is a throwback IPA, and we're doing a classic horror movie, so that that is a rough relation. Okay. Um, more than that, though, I wanted to have this beer, um, and, uh, and so I got it. But beyond that, the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street was actually in college, um, just because this was one of those things that, you know, slipped under my radar and one of those blind spots for me. And what were we doing in college? Well, we were drinking a shitload of Oscar Blues. So... Sure. Yeah. So uh, I went with uh, Pinner. I mean, you jammed it in there, Jack. I sure did. Now, I do have a question about this can that I'm, I'm drinking on here. On one side of the lip, it says, sip, sip, give, which to me indica- is indicative of, like, puff, puff, pass. I was just going to say it's puff, puff, pass, but... Right. But then on the other side, it says, can I be blunt? And I don't really understand, apart from being in Colorado, the connection between this beer and marijuana. Well, um, is it a... I think that's sufficient. Hoppy, dank beer. I wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't have those kind of like fruitful, aromatic hops that sometimes smell a little bit like marijuana. It's probably just because it's Colorado, then. Yeah. Which honestly is a sufficient enough connection. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably better than my connection of the beer to the movie. So yeah, oh, it undeniably is. (laughs) Although I gotta say, I'm not, and I'm not going to advocate for sip, sip, give, or whatever it's called. That sounds like a really good way to get sick. Yeah, man. I don't eat herpes. With what we're drinking out of the way, it's time to dive into what's been rocking our horror worlds over the course of the last week. Um, So, Jake, why don't you kick us off here? What have you had going on in the horror world, apart from A Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, I've only seen one movie this week. I only had time for one. What I watched was 2011, I think it is, 2011's uh, Grave Encounters. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it showed up on Shudder, and I think Mark's previously sang its praises, so I wanted to give it a watch. I like that movie. Yeah. It was okay. Um, (laughs) I liked the front half better than the second half. The front half reminded me a little of... I mean, I think it's probably because they're in, like, a mental institution. But I I think there might even have been a mention of Danvers. It reminded me of Session 9. Um, sure. The second half became kind of a jump scare fest, and I didn't quite enjoy it. And it just went to places that I thought were a little unnecessary. Uh, it went from unsettling to just, like, a... Uh, it was okay, though. I'd probably recommend it to anyone. It's a pretty good example of found footage, so it's got that going for it. It does Fair some, enough. It does some creative um, things too. I, I actually like that movie, but I probably give it. I, I probably would give it the same amount of points that Jake did, but then upwardly correct it for being found footage, like I always do. Of course. <laughs> so, it's basically where it stands. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. The the only other thing I really have this week is that 
listener by the time you hear this uh, last week also on Shudder. Um, a movie that we've talked quite a bit about is going to be available to you. Uh, the interior will be on there. So if you were at all interested uh, in checking that one out based on what we had to say, go give it a watch. It's on Shudder. Sure. Yeah. It's worth a watch. I would say Weird. so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mark, how about you? What's been rocking your horror world this week? Sure. Well, we probably got to handle that segue a little bit better because I watched the interior. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, so solid. We're we're killing it. Yeah, this week. listeners, <laughs> listeners who have been paying attention to our podcast for the last two weeks will know that uh, at the end of, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, it was the end of it follows. You guys were singing it, the interiors praises, and you talked me into watching it because it was. Uh, that actually we didn't really the... talk you into anything. You were like, I have to watch this now. Well, yeah. Don't fucking put this on us, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, it was like a weeknight when it was eight o'clock, so I needed something quick, and that movie clocks in at like under eighty minutes, so I figured I'd put it on. Anyways, it's an interesting one, man. So it's it's basically a short film that they decided to make feature length by just tacking on, like, British-Canadian workplace humor for the first 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, the, the horror short side of it is really, really good. Uh, I'm not really satisfied with the ending, but whatever. And then, yeah, you just have to get through... Get through the first, I don't know how long it was, maybe half an hour or so, and you'll be yeah. happy you did. Yeah, those were <laughs> those were my thoughts exactly. Like, the the front half had nothing going for it. I was kind of like, damn it, what trailer did I watch? What movie did I watch? Do these two things link up? Is this the same thing, or have I been fucking punked? Uh, but then the <laughs> yeah. second half got going, and... I guess that's that true. Really when good. I watched it, I didn't really have those thoughts, but I also had, Jake, your recommendation, yes. so I was pretty sure it was going to get to somewhere. I wasn't going in cold. Well, yeah, you knew kind of what I had to say about it, about how, like, I said pretty much what Mark said, like, get through the front half and you'll be golden. Uh, yeah. I stand by that. Uh, I think you liked the front half better, but... I did. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. Not better than the second half, better than us. Right, right, right. Better than you two. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's and a, I'm it's assuming a... Mark just didn't like the second half because he doesn't like ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, this is this is ambiguity. It's a thinking man's movie. This is about as ambiguous as it comes. So, <laughs> if you like, yeah. if you like clear endings where things happen, then this is not a movie for you. Um, that being said, Mark, I, what did I do... you think of the classical music? I kind of see what they were going for, but I didn't like it. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat. Yeah. It didn't work for me. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that his boss calls people beaver dicks. That's nice. <laughs> it's a nice little cultural and, thing. Mark, how about the jump scare? I assume you know what we're talking about now. Uh, I actually wasn't sure which one you were talking about, because there are multiple jump scares. There were, like, every scene that happened, I was like, oh, this is the jump scare they're talking about, and then another one happened. So... Maybe that's... Yeah, maybe you That's blind, crazy, because there's so. one that clearly stood out to me as... Yeah. Yeah, there's one that's fucking well. They're all creepy, but there's one that is chief among them, and it worked really okay, well. That, that's the thing about this about. movie is there are. Well, yeah, then you do know what we're talking about. Hang on a second. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I don't know which one specifically you were talking about because it could have hit me differently. Wait, than hold it hit on. You. I don't know. Do you, do you or do you not know which one we are talking about? I would guess. This is good radio. <laughs> I would oh guess my it's God. the one that it's is like chief among talking them. Talking to a box of rocks jesus that that's an interesting At, thing about this movie though is that there's i would say the scares in it are are almost better than any other people getting fucked with in the woods movie than i've seen 
But the mm-hmm. connective tissue of the rest of the movie kind of just it's hangs about to dry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not. It's not a movie that I am recommending to people as a whole. As much as there are parts of this, the other one to me being the way it handled its its night footage, uh, really stand out, and I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I would have also given it a recommend. But again, it's not really a whole product as much as it is just a couple of scenes strung together. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more it's more for the hardcore fan that's trying to kind of increase their repertoire and like have seen interesting new things for, you know, just their ability to rec- go ahead and recommend to other people. Like it's not just your standard horror movie. I think we've made that perfectly clear. Definitely. So, if you're definitely. if you're about to go on like a backpacking trip where you're camping alone in the woods, watch this movie and see how it hits you. Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> I'll, uh, do I'll move this along and keep the next one kind of short. We watched a movie last night called um, Dream House. You might have seen it on Netflix. I don't know. It's um, it's Daniel Craig, and he like moves into a house with his wife and kids, and shit starts happening to him. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this one pop up on my recommended for you. Yeah, definitely more of a thriller than a horror movie. Uh, it definitely has horror elements to it. Uh, it was a good movie, as you might expect. Like Daniel Craig turns in a good performance. Uh, I don't know what actress played his wife, but she does good. She does well too. Um, it went. It went somewhere I wasn't really expecting it to go, but I guess in hindsight, it's not wholly unpredictable. Uh, it was a solid movie. If you're looking for something that you kind of have to pay a little bit of attention to, and it's more of a thriller. You don't want to just watch like a ghost movie type thing or a serial killer movie type thing. Then pop this one in. It's a little bit of a change of pace. I I, I enjoyed it. It was there were a few issues, but overall it was a good movie. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, give it a recommend. A soft recommend based off of what you're feeling. If you're feeling in the mood for like a mystery thriller mm-hmm. with a horror tint, then uh, then go for this one. Yeah. Is okay. it a? Is it a? Is it a porn? No. <laughs> if you're feeling in the mood for porn, then you're probably not going to find it on Netflix. <laughs> they have, I think they have a policy about that. Jake's got some picks. Jake's got a list he can go over with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of this hole. All Jack. right, Jesus. Um, I, I didn't have too much going on this week. I watched uh, Arrival, um, which, you know, we put on our horror release roundup. Um it's not at all horror. It's in no way horror. Yeah. Um, apart from there are aliens and there's a couple of scary scenes. Uh, there's there's no horror here. It is a terrific goddamned movie. I highly recommend watching the movie. It's great. But I it's not horror. Okay, I don't want to watch it strictly based on the way the ships looked in the preview. Is that harsh? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, good. Good talk. Because, the, the, like, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't have too much to do with it. Um, it's just great. It's a great movie. You should watch it. Do you also not want to go to Chicago because they have a giant reflective bean there? Like, what, what's your issue with the ships, man? They look like flapjacks. They don't look like flapjacks. They look like I can giant you that. flapjacks. I can promise you that. They don't look like, they look like the kind of flapjacks that Paul Bunyan, people would have to put clumps of butter on their feet to skate, skate around, around on the frying pan to grease up Paul Bunyan's griddle yeah. for his griddle cakes. Yeah. Yeah. They look like those. All right. That seems like a good place as any to end. (laughs) Good talk, boys. Take us to our feature presentation. Over at adzhorror.com this week, we watched 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Uh, we'll get into why I picked it, because I picked this one and all that kind of shit soon. But first, we've got to, you know, hit our famous segment. What in the fuck subgenre does this thing fit into? Um, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, because I sure, picked it. Sure, Jack. You should go first. And I'll take one of the layups. Uh, this is a classic. Sure. Um, yeah. There's not much to say about that. This is, like, one of the most classic horror movies, I think. Yeah, I, yes. Jake, give us another subgenre this fits the fuck into. Uh, another layup, Jack. Supernatural. Yep. This is pretty clearly un- supernatural. Clearly, yeah, supernatural, for sure. Yep. Uh, Mark, how about you? You going to take the third layup? Yeah, it turns out there's a lot of layups. I think there's actually four. <laughs> I'm going to go with Slasher. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's hard to argue with. I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to argue with. You could try. This is this, this is one really of the trio to. of classic slashers. Mm. Halloween and Friday the 13th? Yeah. Yeah, that's the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Splatter yep. uh, for another one. There's the fourth. Yeah. So that's all the labs. Jake, give us another one. Um, This is an indie flick, right? Is it? I think it is. Sort of. Okay. Uh, Budget was 1.8 mil. Yeah, but it was made by, uh, what was the studio that made this? It was like their second film ever. Uh, No, no, no. I think, I think that this movie like revitalized them. They were close to being bankrupt. Yeah, they were close to being bankrupt because this was their second movie ever. New Line Cinema, specifically. I thought they'd done other movies. Wow. No, that was independent at the time. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they grew from there to be a gigantic powerhouse, but... That was because the, yeah, the house that Freddie built. Well. The house that Freddie built. Yeah, exactly. No, that, we've all we've all read the first layup, three actually. lines of trivia. Hey, <laughs> do it. You know, we're professionals. Uh, we Mark, another subgenre. Uh, that was the only ones I had teed up. You took them all. Yeah. No, I I, I think that <laughs> you got anything else you could try to jam in there. House. There are houses. <laughs> There's trees as well. Of course. <laughs> I'm glad we forced uh, that in there. Honestly, you know, I've brought this one up before, and you guys hate it mm. when I do this, but uh, I if you're gonna say meta, I'll freak no, out. No, 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 no I'm not saying meta. For the, for the time, I would consider this to be pretty high concept. Oh, God I, it, it, it has become <laughs> it has become more of a trope since then, obviously because of how well this movie did. But at the time, like this is, I think, one of the first ones to like really fuck with people's dreams. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I still don't think that's necessarily a subgenre, though I do see you've added it to the list here. Yeah. I don't think you had approval for that. I did. No, he didn't have approval. Lock him <laughs> I, from that fucking list. I got an I got oh, an Jesus XO. Christ. What was the other one you wanted to add as a this. you wanted to add a subgenre specifically for get out that was what? Forced enslavement via hypnosis. <laughs> that was a yeah. joke. That was a joke. You guys I don't suck. think it was. I think you believed it. <laughs> it's a very specific well, movie, is the point I was making. You guys suck. Jake <laughs> What's your other fucking genius idea for a subgenre? Whoa. It the, okay. A, <laughs> Mark's getting aggressive. Couple things. Couple things. A goes to Jack next. B, oh. fuck you. Yeah, well, I don't have anything, so it's so back on done. you, buddy. We're done. <laughs> Which means, Jack, you get to tell us yeah. why you picked this fucking movie. You got to try to tie this right. one in. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um Remind so, the you know, we did that there you go. We did that draft yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where we just went around in a circle and had to pick movies based on the previous pick. <clears throat> had to be related in some way. Uh, Mark, you picked Dead Silence because you're a son of a bitch. Yep, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Worst Jesus pick Christ. ever. Um, we watched Dead Silence, so then it came to me, uh, and I, I picked this. 
My primary reason was because they're both heavily nursery rhyme dependent or like creepy nursery rhyme dependent. Accurate. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> uh, they're both pretty campy. I would say in retrospect, actually, the two narratives are very similar. Of Yeah, in terms of a supernatural force previously dead, now getting revenge on the people that killed it. Yeah, I think murderous, that's a subgenre. Murderous old folk is <laughs> killed by people who he kills, or they kill, I suppose, and then is resurrected to enact vengeance. It's a good subgenre. Sure. Nice and tight. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Super tight. So tight, Mark. <laughs> So, you know, considering, I think I did pretty damn well. No, okay, how would you rate it, 1 to 10? I think I'd give this one a 7. Okay. It's pretty pretty high in terms of uh, how related it is to the previous pick. I think the uh, I think it was pretty good of me. I'm giving myself some pretty good props for the the nursery rhyme thing. I liked that. And then the campiness feels kind of similar in both movies, even though it's less intended in a night. Maybe it's not even less intended. Um... Because I think Dead Silence was trying to be kind of serious. Yeah, but, I don't think uh, I don't think Dead Silence was campy whatsoever. Yeah, and then um, you know uh, I I think I didn't at the time realize how similar the plot like overarching plots actually were, but they're pretty similar. So I'll go with seven. Okay, I'm confused what you guys think a ten would be in this game because like you are accurate. Both of them are heavily focused on nursery rhymes. Plus, you got bonus points because the narratives are actually. Very similar. So I, I'd give you a 10, frankly, Jack. So Okay. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. So I, I'm confused what you're knocking yourself for on this perfect, scientifically perfect scale that we've concocted. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's not uh, the same movie. <laughs> it's not the sequel. It's not Dead Silence 2. Is there a Dead Silence 2? I oh, hope God. so. It's just this Donnie Wahlberg already shaving enough of for a like nightmare. two hours. Fuck. <laughs> Jake, how would you rate the connect- connectivity here? Well, you're putting me in an interesting spot because <coughs> my movie is my movie. I'm the next pick. I will be next week, is how you say that. Um, and frankly, <laughs> I, I need to help myself out a bit, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a six and a half. Six and a half, so you can selfishly bump up your own score next week. I like that. Self, That's pretty good. Selflessly, it's for the listener. Yeah. So, what, should we start reviewing this thing? So far, so far, just for the record, Jake has given the connective connectivity rating, like, a 1, a 2. Uh, I think he gave me, like, a 1. He may have bumped it up to a 2. So that's a 1, a 2, a 2, and a 6.5. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good fucking work. <laughs> those are the, those are the, that's the data. The asshole. We're pretty good at this. I think you'll find. Yeah, we can get into the review, Jack, but uh, first we have to go through the plot summary, which, your movie... You have 30 seconds on the goddamn clock. Are you ready to go? Oh, shit. Well, hopefully I do better than I did last time uh, with this. We'll see. Clock starts when you start. Just don't get into the weeds talking right. about how nice the family is. <laughs> They're not that nice in this movie, it turns out. That wasn't starting yet. I haven't started yet. Okay. Clock starts when you start. A teenager has a dream in which she's attacked in a boiler room by Freddy Krueger. She wakes up with some of the injuries actually on her person. She has her other teenage friends come over to protect her. Uh, She winds up getting killed in her dream by Freddy Krueger, and her scumbag boyfriend ends up getting arrested for the crime. Freddy starts to go after our protagonist, Nancy, uh, and her boyfriend, Johnny Depp. 
Um, he eventually starts attacking them. They try to figure out what's going on. Nancy realizes she can drag Freddy into the real world. She drags him into the real world. She has her house booby-trapped Kevin McAllister style. It doesn't work, and eventually he kills her. Time. Because he's a child... Shit. Because he's a child murderer that the neighborhood got revenge on. So oh, not no, only did you start off by saying incorrect <laughs> things, but you didn't get all the way through, and you missed like all the big plot points. So. He missed the central plot points, but he did manage to say that. He did manage <laughs> better to say than last time. I think I did yeah, better. better than last time. Good work. Way to be relative. <laughs> yeah, and you were also consistent with your noticing that you weren't doing well enough, so you start to panic and speak faster. <laughs> well, that's my move, panic maneuver. <laughs> yeah, yeah do. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a child murderer. Um, that the neighborhood parents killed in a fire. And now he's back for vengeance on their children in their dreams. Yeah. 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 And also on them. Yeah, that's true. Good point. But mostly not them, just their, just their kids. Mostly. I mean, there's only the one, there's one instance that's sort of out of nowhere where he attacks one of the adults. Yeah, Nancy's mom. Yeah. And that's basically just out of frustration that Nancy ran away. So he's just like, fuck you, I'm going after mom. (laughs) Yeah. So which is one of the biggest things about this movie. Freddy Krueger sucks at murdering. Yeah, that's why he murders children. It's easy mode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's so terrible. (laughs) If man is the most dangerous game, then kids are like, what, like the eighth most dangerous game? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. And he uses... Potentially the least effective weapon possible, which are the finger knives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one one glove of finger knives because Nancy's mom took the other one from him and he just never built a second one in the dream uh, world. I was under the... Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can't just magically concoct another knife glove from the dream world. No, certainly not. No. <laughs> you also couldn't just, this you know, movie... take your arm and turn it into a giant knife like T-2000 style. Yeah, no. Must be hard <laughs> being Freddy. <laughs> it's hard being Freddy. Try walking a mile with his shoes, okay? Getting fucked with. Having to wear that sweater. <laughs> so this, he was originally supposed to be a child molester, right? That's why in the Jackie Earl Haley bullshit remake, they made him a child molester? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that nobody calls anybody else a child murderer. They just call them a murderer. I don't know. They're... Haven't really been that many children. Yeah, there haven't really been that many rashes of folks who have explicitly targeted children. So I don't think we have a test case to evaluate. In fairness, in fairness, how many of those folks who explicitly target children don't also molest those children prior to murdering them? This is a dark territory that we've gotten (laughs) into. Can we can we pull out of this? Can we dig out, please? (laughs) Yeah. To get back to the plot of the movie, that was like a 1980s techno thriller. Uh. So, Jack, you started your, your synopsis with the opening thing of the, her being chased around. A, you started with the wrong character. Being chased around the boiler room. No, I didn't start with no, any character. Didn't. I said a teenager. Okay, fine. Whatever. You still did it wrong. Uh, she doesn't actually have <laughs> any injuries from that initial dream, does, does she? Does that not happen yet? Shit. That's later. The first, the first injury that actually happens in the movie is, like, Tina's death. Oh, shit. Right? Which is pretty iconic, right? I'm, I'm Dude. pretty sure that is the first. Yeah, because, that thing is yeah, fucking... there's no precedent for dream things happening physically until then, and you get it. You yeah. get yeah. all of it. Yeah, all of a sudden her back <laughs> just explodes with blood. We're gonna show it. We're gonna show, <laughs> We're all, gonna of show it. all of it. All of it. They may do. Well, she gets, like, 
drug around the whole ceiling and walls and See, all sorts really, of crazy shit. It's a really cool scene. And what I will say about that is this is, well, let's take a timeout, okay? Take a timeout. Okay. All right. How many times have you seen this movie? This is the third time I've seen this movie. Second time. Saw it twice in college, and I've seen it once now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I don't know. I've lost count. It's a, um, it's a big number. It's a huge number. Uh, this is one that, if it's on TV, it's on. This is one that I've seen sit down and watch it, like, many, many times. But this is the first time I've sat down and, like, actually tried to think about it in relation to other movies in the genre. So I think I had a sure pretty drastically different experience, to be quite honest with you. Um, Better or worse? Worse. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, drastically. Uh, um, it was very interesting. Um, it's funny because when I think when it comes to the review, the actual ratings that I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm not going to follow through with kind of some of my feelings on it, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, yeah, like I said, this is one of those that somehow like escaped my radar. Um, how how did these buff dudes escape my radar? I thought I knew about every single buff dude. Um, yeah, so here's the thing but, on my end. I saw a snippet of one of the sequels when I was too young to see a snippet of one of the sequels. Uh, where it was a similar scene, like a girl gets dragged up into the corner, and then he, I, I think the line was, it's time to skin the cat. And it scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. So I just avoided this whole <laughs> franchise like the goddamn plague until college, and then I watched it. So that's my background. Watching it again in this context, I did not get that same sense of um, that Jake did, of it being markedly worse than I remember it. I, I think this was still pretty good. Even okay, my... was this like the second time you'd seen it, or third or fourth, something like that? It's hard to it's hard to say. Second full time watching, but like Jake said, this thing's on the on the TV like I don't know every other week, so I catch yeah. snippets here and there. I really don't know how this one like uh, escaped my grasp. Um, I, I don't know how that happened because this is yeah one either. of those I should have been watching when I was six years old because I was right. going through the whole list at that point. Right. I can't wait for uh, one of us to have a kid and we can just like slowly expose that child to like demonic horrors beyond their control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but I don't know I like I liked it a lot less than I did in college this okay. time around were you a lot more sober a lot more sober I assume that's, I mean that's just that's I, I don't right actually there. know generally but it's a, a fair assumption. assumption to make <laughs> okay you timed out from talking about Tina for some reason uh, and her I did death I did. was there a, was there we a had to cover it meaning to that tangent yeah um I don't, the, the meaning to it was in all of my prior viewings, I don't remember that particular scene hitting as hard as it does within like the scope of the rest of the movie. The sure. way that that hits you, given what had happened up to that point, is really hard and it would be to this day. I mean, let alone oh, yeah. 30 plus years ago, right? Um, they hadn't shown anything, like we said, to that point that can really prove that something physical was happening. That's the proof, and the way they do it is by, like, ripping her to shreds while throwing her around the room. It's pretty terrific. So yeah. they The built, effects in that scene are great. They built a rotating set and, like, nailed everything down so it wouldn't fall and, like, tumble when the thing was rotating. So he's, like, literally dragging her along. I mean, it's essentially the floor, but it's, like, the wall and then the ceiling and stuff. That scene is incredible. It's I mean, that's so probably good. a lot of the budget right there. That's the best scene in the movie, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I don't think, yeah. It's, I don't think that it's close. that yeah. close. Yeah, it's up there. It's definitely it's not up the there. Most I, iconic, I would say it's probably it's the best, best, but it's close. Yep, there are the other most ones iconic there. is 
later with a certain someone that we all know and love. Sure, but I mean, also iconic is in the first scene, like Freddy walking down the alleyway with his arms all long, and then he starts like trundling all weirdly and doing a half gallop thing. And that's the other thing that I wanted to mention is I don't remember. I mean, obviously, Freddy was always a character. Like, he broke the mold of like the silent. Right, he's not a stoic killer. Like, he is, he has a personality, but I remember him having much less of a personality in this movie or being more brooding, I guess, than in other films, certainly as it progressed along. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. God damn, nope. No way. I mean, him doing <laughs> his like, little there. monkey hop thing down the alley, like that just, that juxtaposition, like how he acts versus like what's happening on screen is kind of a tough one in terms of the way you feel as a viewer because you're like, look, this just isn't scary. It isn't at all. Right? Yeah. No, that scene is terrible. Okay, you know, well then. I you liked it? it? <clears throat> so one thing that we've all talked about being scary to us you guys particularly in the woods but being fucked with um we haven't reviewed this movie yet but paranormal activity is scary because of that reason explicitly like oh fuck the, yeah. the demon isn't isn't exactly just attacking them it's fucking with them for a whole yeah. length of movie and then it attacks them uh right. and that's kind of the read i'm getting on freddy it's it's a little less subtle than that because it's the 1980s and horror was a different monster back then but like I don't think I it's feel necessarily like he, because... his character of child murderer risen from the grave in your dreams is played well out by the fact that he's fucking with them the entire time. Like he could have easily just killed her in the first sequence of the movie, but he doesn't because he wants to inspire so, terror. But Mark, what I was saying is it's not his character that. that I didn't like and that took me out of it. It was the actual effects in that scene of like how he does it. Like the arms which were actually, like, on fishing string, done, like, kind of marionette style. The log arms just look shitty. Well, to me, it's not like, okay, this effect did not hit me well, or this effect did not age well with the arms or anything. It's more or less just, like, my present-day understanding of Freddy is not as someone who I find frightening. He is funny. Freddy is, first and foremost, a funny character, that you kind of root for, especially in the whole pantheon of slasher villains. But Freddy versus I Jason. had the expectation, based on the numerous times I had seen this, that this was markedly more sinister than the rest of the series. And I did not get that feeling this time when I really sat down and well, paid attention to it. I would say it is markedly more sinister than the rest of I the guess, series. I guess, but it's not very serious. Yeah. On, yeah. on the continuum of sinister, this is still on the non-sinister side. Yeah, he's markedly less sinister than than Mrs. Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth one and right. Michael Myers from uh, Halloween one, but and and Leatherface and Leatherface. And... He's the least sinister of those. I, well, right. sinister is and the I right think, word. I he's think the that's least part of the violent of those. Is I had remembered him being a little bit more that than I think I was expecting. less of a goofball. Well, and I think part I mean, of I that, knew that it sounds there was like that, but it sounds like what you guys are talking about is. I feel like this movie challenged itself well enough that it wanted to create the sense that you were actually in the dream, which short of using 1980s CG, which I very much appreciate them not doing, is pretty fucking oh, yeah. hard to do. Like the So here's what I wanted to talk about the effects. I really appreciate them because they went full practical with every effect in the movie. Almost. I mean, I wouldn't th- say that all the way, but yes. Sure. I, I don't know that to be the case. But, well, I mean, yeah. the bed scene with the mother and the blue. Sure. Sure, but I think that while they are hit or miss, it's still awesome that, like, they took some risks with the goddamn effects here. Yeah, and for the most part, I think, like, 
I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, he does come off as kind of a jokester. But I feel like a lot of that... Like, I'm thinking specifically of the scene uh, that you're talking about, Jack, where she's, like, running back into the house from the alley, and he jumps out and just kind of poses from, from like, behind, a, <laughs> like, a really thin tree to show that he can just sort of teleport to wherever the fuck he wants. And that comes off yeah. as goofy, but it's also important to the narrative of the film to, like, you know, to show that he can make his right. own fucking rules because it's a dream world. He's anywhere. Yeah. 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 So... Sure. I get it, but it's also, like, that's what you need to do in order to establish the dreaminess of, or I guess the nightmarishness of the situation. I'm so dreamy. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Freddy's dreamy, uh, yeah. especially when she rips Speaking his of dreamy, off, dreamy, like 20-year-old Johnny Depp, huh? What a fucking tool that guy is. God damn it. Can we just Oh, move my God. Out? Jake, I really thought the quote you were going to go with to intro yourself was going to be morality sucks. <laughs> Which I think he says because he's not raping his girlfriend in her sleep. Yeah, when he's listening. <laughs> is that to what bang. morality is to him? When he's listening to them bang and he's just like, morality sucks. Yeah, morality is not raping a woman. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, that is exactly true. <laughs> I wouldn't say it sucks, but... though. <laughs> yeah. That is the loudest banging. Like, that's. I guess that's the point of it, though, right? Well, and that's you know what's point. funny? If if they redid this movie today, which they have, and I guess they didn't to my... I was going to say, why they, are you they literally did. a thought experiment right now? Uh, but <laughs> my point is, in similar situations in other movies, where there's a loud banging scene, and people are like aware of the fact that other people are banging in the master bedroom upstairs or whatever, and then one of those two people is murdered like moments later... They always just do like the they go from the screaming in in the throes of ecstasy to the screaming in the throes of being murdered, and the reaction from the other characters is just like, oh wow, they're really getting it on up there, even though they're getting like impaled by a machete <laughs> or something. Can you give me a second example of that? No. Great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm sure oh, it's Jesus. happened. I am sure it's happened. I also what so the the scumbag character who gets blamed for her death right he's not a high school student. The, he's the, the, the music punk rock kid. type. As yeah, they punk rock kid. Describe him. He's like older. I he's sure. ageless. I think I'm not. I think I don't he know. is still in high school. <laughs> His name is Rod, it's, right? They call yeah. him Rod. yeah Rod. Yeah, yeah. It's a very sexual <laughs> name. Very What's sexual. fascinating to me is so he books it the fuck out of that house, right? Yeah. Without his would. shirt, with just his leather jacket. They pick him up running down the street in his jeans and a leather jacket with no shirt. Or shoes. 80s. Yeah. But then when he's in the jail cell, the police have chosen to give him a t-shirt to put on and then also give him back his leather jacket. Why is he wearing a t-shirt in the jail cell? I couldn't. I spent most of the movie thinking about that. What? what is the what procedure by which they? About, Jack? That's the yeah. That's they, one of the What's the procedure? They find him. They arrest him. They take his leather jacket off. They put a regular T-shirt on him, and then they put his leather jacket back on him. What? When does that happen? Why? What did they? What the fuck kind of police department is this? Have you not read the Miranda rights? You have the right to have your leather jacket back. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. It is. You know what? That is right, right now that I look Miranda back on it. Jack. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's right there in the letter of the law. So that was weird. Unbelievable. He he also the first thing he says is up yours with a twirling lawnmower. He's they gotta establish that he's edgy. I'm wondering so today you can watch shows where you can very blatantly tell that like fifty year old people are trying to imitate the lexicon of the youths. 
I'm wondering if that is how this came off or if that's how people actually talked in the 1980s. Like, was that a line that was, I would like, bet organic? Or no, I would bet that's how that... I bet came off, like, these writers don't know how young people talk. <laughs> like, his daughter said that to him one time, like, a couple years ago, and he's like, that was clever, I'm gonna throw that into this script. Well, <laughs> well speaking of the writing here... Apparently like, he did everything else based on something that happened to him. Yeah. And speaking of the writing here, the fucking... Freddy Krueger rhyme is terrible and meaningless. Go ahead and give it to us, Jack. What's the Freddy Krueger rhyme? All, all One, ten. two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, shit. <laughs> um, that would have been a much better rhyme. Five, six, shit. <laughs> yeah, because then you die to Freddy. Yeah, that's uh, Seven, eight, better stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. What's five, six? Five six. Pick up sticks. Fuck. Yeah, that. I mean, all I can think of is something with sticks. Grab a crucifix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so stupid. I also don't know who came up with this rhyme. Why is it like a legend rhyme in the neighborhood? If these are the first people he's killing. Yeah. I thought, well, are they not the creation of Freddy Krueger? I thought they're dream children. They're not actually doing that in real life, are they? No, but she says it. Like, before the kids skip and rope towards the end of the movie, she says it. Because she's seen it in in her own nightmares. I I got the impression it was like a local legend kind of a situation. The other thing, no, no one knows about it because the parents hit it so well. (laughs) Hit it so Um, well. Stripped from the headlines. Yeah. Um... The the other thing you have to think about, though, is, like, how much of this movie was actually reality at all. That's true. So yeah. that doesn't really matter how she learned it or how it came about, because it basically is Inception. Yeah. It's it's stupid. I don't like the, the rhyme. Freddy's Inception, I mean, Jack. Aside aside from the crucifix line, I agree with you. He's not an agent of the devil. You like so the crucifix the fu- line? No, he's not an agent of the devil. Why the fuck would a crucifix have anything to do with it? She's where she has I, a crucifix I don't know. It's on all her Mark, specifically. You said aside the from movie, the crucifix, I agree with you. And it doesn't it doesn't do shit to him. He just knocks it off the wall, it lands on her, and then he continues to fuck with her. What are you yeah, rambling meaningless. about right now? I'm saying Mark, crucifixes you said you have agreed with me aside from the, the crucifix. Plot. I think all it does is serve to allow that scene where he like comes like Yeah, the latex wall. The latex wall scene. That's that an scene awesome scene. It is an awesome. I'm being serious. I think that's the only reason the crucifix is an item. I, I also think it's an item because the no, you uh, don't. like. No, you don't. Oh, okay. Nix that Good thought, time. Jack. Get out of there. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's also in there because the studio wanted some Exorcist shit in there so they could try to make some more money. I mean, probably. But <sighs> if you say if you say in like the the hook of your movie, the nursery rhyme thing, grab your crucifix to protect yourself from Freddy. And then you include a scene in the movie in which Freddy's just like, fuck your crucifix. I don't give a shit about that thing. Then, Well, he also says, lock the door. If Freddy wrote the rhyme, he also says, lock the door, and that's fucking meaningless. Yeah. He comes out of your bed. So, so actually, that's a good point. If again. Freddy wrote the rhyme, is he like, is this counter intel? Like, is he providing them yeah. with I bad advice so I... that he can attack them easier? I think it is. That might, that, oh, wow, that's clever. There you go. We've gotten to the bottom of that one. Oh, Freddy Krueger. Counterintelligence page. agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a spy in his early life. Before he got to child murdering, he was a spy. 
We don't say that about any other famous serial killer. We don't say he was a woman murderer. <laughs> we just say murderer. <laughs> well, Jack, we've covered this because of the implication. Well, uh, I mean, it was ex- specifically because he was supposed to be a child molester, but then there was, a, like, an actual string of child molestations around the release of the movie, and they didn't want to, like... Oh, so it was a too-soon sort of situation? It was a too-soon sort of yeah, situation, so they changed it I feel like Wes Craven's the kind of sicko who would have been like, good, he's a double child molester. Yeah. He probably molested those kids. Let's throw their names in the <laughs> he movie. He only molests Siamese <laughs> twins. Is that what a double child molester is? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we get to Johnny Depp being a geyser of blood? Sure. Yeah, we just let's go wherever you there? want. I don't have a lot to say in these middle. Oh, tubs. actually, you know what? I did want to bring something else up. I'm going to interrupt my own thought process. Oh my god, this good. Is this is great. This is the great. one thing I did forget about this movie is how good the scenes are right after Tina dies, where she's like, which one being dragged around in a body oh, bag? That in is the cool. Nightmares. Yeah, those are those scenes are 80s. awesome. Yeah, that follows the 80s suit of having, like, a ghost corpse be around, like, saying things at you. Are you, okay, Pet Cemetery aside, what else are you referencing? Yep. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, Unlike you, Mark, when Jake references something that always happens, he has more than zero other examples of it. I make sure that I have more than one. So I can do exactly <laughs> what it just happened. I don't. One's have more a pretty high bar. I don't have more than two. God damn it! <laughs> well, one was enough. One would have been enough. Fair enough. Most I just I just wanted to comment away. that those scenes are great. And you know what they reminded me of is a uh, last shift. Did you guys get that vibe too? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's fair. I thought it was very solid. Always. I, I, and it's for some very, reason, I'd completely forgotten that it happened. Yeah, that was a good movie. This is a hallways yeah. movie. Hallways, <laughs> trees, houses. We got it all. All that shit. Jack, it's got a lot of subgenres. Jack, Jack, yo, buddy. Did you just say that the that last shift was a good movie? Yeah, you gave it a six. Did I really? Six yeah. is that's too four. low. That's too low. I also gave it a six. I thought it was an okay movie. Mark also gave it a six, and you just <laughs> <laughs> I you just disagreed with the six that Jack gave it. But you, gave in it a fairness, six. When I, I didn't disagree with that. I said six is a good a score. The tape will show that I gave that the that I said that was a good score. Also, none of this is recorded, Mark. Guys, none of this is recorded. That means we gave it a six six six. I think that was the point, actually. I don't remember. That's not on tape anywhere. Altering oh, my score for some bullshit joke like doing triple sixes doesn't sound like something I'd do, Mark. I'm a professional. Look it up. No, I'm pretty sure I went last and I gave it a six so that we could give the movie a six six six. Oh yeah, well you're not a professional. That makes sense. No, I'm, I'm on record as loves. I'm on record as giving movies decimal points to the six 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 just for fun's sake. So <laughs> I'm the only professional of the group. Is what I'm gathering from mm. this. Uh-huh. That's probably uh-huh. true. If you get too many yeah. professionals on a team, then that team gets boring. I gave from yeah. dusk till dawn an eight point six six six. That's weird. It's the highest score I've ever given. It's also wrong. Is that? Can that possibly be true? It is true. Wow. You're an idiot. Overall. No, it's my favorite horror Jesus movie. Of course it's the highest Christ. score. The well, highest... I don't know if that's... Let's, I don't let's know if there's clarify. any... You know, on that our scale, need to be the case. on our scale of 1 to 10, your favorite horror movie of all time yeah. that you will never go yeah. above is an 8.6. An 8.7. Rounding. Yeah. So you're... you're <laughs> 
No, I won't. So you, you've essentially two. capped yourself at an 8.7. No, there is always the potential that I will like a movie more than that. You couldn't even give the one that you, you couldn't even cap yourself at a 9. <laughs> I wanted to do the .666 and a 9.666 was too high. Too close to 10 because that's something you could never even conceivably do. You're so well, bad. He's at nodding. He's nodding. That's yes. good. It's a good visual gag. <laughs> visual gags are what the listeners are here for, Jack. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Let's talk more about this movie. Blood Geyser. Johnny Depp. Go. Mark, you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Good work derailing your own thought, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I derailed like my own thought, and you guys away. like took the rails, put them next to the other rails that we were now on, and then derailed me even further from the original rails. That's we're multiple we're, you know what we're about. layers deep in the derailing. Frankly, you're lucky we didn't start talking about Brink. <laughs> Team Poppin' Sets for life, man. <laughs> Soul uh, So this, the thing we haven't really touched on yet, aside from my beer selection, is that this movie uses, like, liberal amounts of blood. There's 500 gallons of red corn syrup or red water in this movie. Think about that. Yeah. Like, you could fill a significant amount of a swimming pool with that. I have no concept of how many gallons of water you need to fill any size swimming pool. 450 gallons were used in one scene, though. Yeah, and it was this scene. So, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp, uh, pre being a douchebag, but you can still definitely tell that there's like douchebag warning signs. Uh, You're talking about the the actor, not the character. Yes. So, yeah, Johnny Depp, as what, like a 16 year old? Pre douchebag warning. is, Is sucked into his bed and replaced with. I don't know, 45 humans worth of blood. It's so good. Essentially. Yeah. Everything uh, about that scene is great, though, right? He's wearing the cut-off, like, jersey tee, so his belly's showing with no muscle. He's fallen asleep with an old TV on his crotch. Like, yeah. now I've fallen asleep with my laptop on my crotch yeah. before. He likes the warmth. But and he has the I, headphones on, listening to music with the TV I on have mute. to imagine there's a significant amount more radiation and just weight and heat coming off an old TV like that. Why would you assume it. there's less there's more radiation from a CRT? Mm. Uh-oh. Don't know. Okay. We'll move <laughs> past that one. Done. Yeah. Thank you. Letting it go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, so this is the issue, I mean, it's a great scene, don't get me wrong, they actually reused the rotating set for this one, that's how they right. shot the thing. Because they, they just, they, like, glued the tie upside down and just turned the room upside down and dumped water in. Yeah, more or less. Uh, and apparently they fucked it up, uh, because it was supposed to go out, like, the window or something, and instead it came out the front of the set and, like, got all the wires wet, and I don't know a lot about electricity, <laughs> but I don't think you want to get wires wet. <laughs> so that that 1.8 million dollar budget was in a little bit mostly just replacing the electrical shit they damaged yeah yeah <laughs> um in any case it's a great scene don't get me wrong but all of the other attacks that freddie does you see manifested in real life like the slash on tina's back and the burn on the on what's her uh, nancy's arm and all that other stuff but what did he do to johnny depp <laughs> I don't understand. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just a... Turned him into blood. He put him in a blender. Yeah, it was a bed blender. <clears throat> okay. I I mean, I guess I'm okay with that, but it just... It's sort of... It's it's out of the rest of the MO of the movie. You know what I mean? They, I, it, the, the implied yeah, violence is great, but it also doesn't really make a lot of sense if you think about it. Sure. I mean, that he has 11 times as much blood as he should have in his lifeless body 11 times 
<laughs> you think you have, do, Jack? Do you think you have forty gallons of blood in you right now? I'm bursting at the seams with blood, man. I'd like to go back to talking about radiation and CRT TVs, please. <laughs> you prefer that conversation? He's trying to. He's trying to cherry pick. I was closer to accurate with that. Yeah, I was closer to accurate with that. So it's granted, like he's trying to invoke the uh, the the shining scene of all the blood coming out of the elevator, but also. Yes. He broke from protocol pretty goddamn hard. Because where everything else was like a realistic or realistic-ish dream injury, this was just, now he's now he's a hundred times as many people as he is, and he's in a blender. <laughs> and it's well, rocketing Well, I mean, the movie never tells you it was all Johnny Depp's blood. That's a fair point. But also Yes, stupid. it is. And I hate you. <laughs> oh. Good. <laughs> What did you guys think of the uh, prior to Johnny Depp's blending? Um, the, uh, the the like dream science place she goes to. The dream science place. Oh, yeah. the lab. Yeah. Oh god, damn it! I was like, how was a boiler room science? Um, oh Jesus, you're. An I idiot. mean, I I love I love the 1980s science thing where they're like, she's sleeping, so she's at a three. If she were having a nightmare, she'd be at like an eleven. <laughs> plus or minus, they actually throw in a plus or minus, plus or minus eleven. I don't think it was that many. It might be. It eight. was pretty I think outrageous. They said eight, actually, but whatever. Yeah, like when she the got number to like 15, is not the thing we're talking about here, Jake. I think we're talking about the number. I'm focused. Jake and I both tried to sign up for a sleep study at Colorado, but they wouldn't let left-handed people in. Fuck you, yeah. people. That's a real life story. They were gonna pay us. They were gonna. God damn it! Assholes. It's not fair. Fuck. We're the real oppressed minority here. This is this is great radio, um, you guys. It is good radio. <laughs> fuck those people. If you're listening, what a great and insightful you. story that was, Jack. What did you specifically want to say about this scene that you're bringing up? It's Shut weird up, that they show you nothing of the dream she has, other than just like she freaks out and then has Freddy Krueger's hat. Because like it's such a crucial point because it's when she figures out, like when she actually realizes she can pull him into the real world. I don't hate that, man. But it, like we have, I don't know. we have enough dream world in this movie, frankly. Although Freddy Krueger is on scene for eleven minutes of this movie, yeah, if that, and yeah, and the movie's the only ninety minutes long. Anyway. He's on screen for ten percent of the movie. That's pretty solid. I I don't know that we have enough Dream World. Mm. You guys specifically like said you don't like the Dream World because it's too goddamn goofy. Make up your mind. I'm being consistent. Well, I'm raising my hand no, right now. Look, I'm being consistent. given what it is, having more of it would make me like it more. Because then I'm like, okay, now we're on this goofball train and just crazy shit's happening in the dream world. So I like you, that. So you just want a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors? Yeah, kind of. Dream Warriors. You know what's That's where they lost the Freddy glove forever. You know what's funny? That is, they yeah, got stolen from set. Anyways, you know what's funny is the scene where, um, what's what's Johnny Depp's character? Glenn? Something like that? Yes, Glenn. They're talking why on why like do a, you care about that now? They're talking like a bridge. <laughs> they're talking on a bridge in the park and he's like... So these people use dreams to be like their own little like sanctuaries and they make themselves super creative and give themselves superpowers and shit. And then that never comes up ever again and they don't use it at all as a plot point. So why the fuck does that scene exist, Jack? Or Jake? Because the editor didn't cut it out and he should have. I mean, Probably because Johnny Depp wanted to talk about some like high concept shit, man. He's very mindful like that. He's a fucking weirdo. No I'm shit. only going to allow that input because it, it bolsters the fact that this is a high-concept movie. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I tricked Fair you. Enough. I tricked you. <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard. Right. I want to start talking about the uh, the Kevin McAllister style booby trap house. Oh, God. Another thing that removes from the fear factor. Yeah. So <laughs> she pulls, to, to bring it back to what we were already talking about, she pulls a hat out of literally, like, they knew she didn't have a hat with her. So she brings right. this hat out of nothingness. She materializes her mom the hat, is so, and these scientists this are whole just movie. like, okay, send her home. Yeah, there's a hat, and she's, like, sliced up now. Everything's probably fine. Right. So, what the fuck is wrong with what? every adult in this movie? It goes along with, what the fuck is wrong with her? Her mom being, keeps being like, are you okay? You screamed. And instead of being like, yeah, I was pulled down the bottom of this bathtub by, like, a vagina camera shot for a long time... And drowning almost by Freddy Krueger, probably. But no, I just, I just, you know, I had a nightmare. It's, it's okay. You I was that was another really creative set design. You were pulled down the bathtub by the vagina camera shot. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've had a lot of beers, man. <laughs> you got the energy level up, Jack. I appreciate it. You're yeah. doing a lot. You're doing a lot for the podcast. Not all heroes wear capes, Mark. It's true. But yeah, that actually was a really cool shot. They built an entire set like halfway into a pool <laughs> so yeah. that they could pull her straight down out of the bathtub. That's awesome. Way to go, guys. It's really cool. Yeah. But her decisions, like throughout the whole movie, almost to the very end, even after her mom tells her about Freddy Krueger, she still is like, I just had a bad dream. It's fine. I didn't fine. like her. She's awful. I like no one in this movie. I kind of like Freddy Krueger, actually. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about with this franchise. I from the get, man. I think they were trying to get you to like him, the child. Molester. I did like her. I mean, isn't I did like her reaction to when her mom tells her, like, "Oh, by the way, also me and a few other of the adults around here, we burned the shit out of a child murderer. Here's his weird, creepy slicing up glove." I know you've been having nightmares about a guy with a weird, creepy slicing up glove, and I have provable facts that you've been interacting with the dream world, but everything's probably fine. You're good now, because I killed him. And in fact, I'm going to lock you into this house. I'm going to put up wrought iron bars on your window and like quadruple lock the front door. Did you say rod iron bars? Rot rod iron. iron. Okay, good. I thought you said rod iron bars. Yeah, they took they took the character Rod and they turned him into iron bars. Well, Freddy Krueger turns into a car. There you go. That's the ending scene. Spoilers. <laughs> it's actually Fred Krueger in this movie, right? He's credited as Fred. Yeah. They never called him Freddy. But the, but the nursery rhyme is Freddy is coming for Okay, you. that's yeah. fair. I forgot about that stupid fucking nursery rhyme. So she reads yeah. a pamphlet called Improvised Traps or something. And oh, then God, she turns her painful. house into the Home Alone house. <laughs> Yeah, she is pretty good at building traps. That sledgehammer trap okay. is pretty legit. You're getting to the core of an issue that I had. <laughs> oh, ooh, good. She's on the phone with Glenn, and she's like, time this. Or no, this is with her dad at this point, right? Yeah, her dad. Like 20 minutes, whatever, whoever it was. She's like 20 minutes from Glad now. you were paying attention. I was. Did you okay. watch this movie? Yeah. <laughs> she set a 20-minute timer, okay? She yeah. was going to be asleep and pull him out. And in that amount of time, she booby-trapped the entire house, fell asleep, entered REM, and pulled him out. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, you, asinine. It's, it's hard to enter REM in 20 minutes. That's asinine. That's all I Yeah. Have. That's all I have. It's, no it's, not even, it's not even 20 minutes, Jack, because she, sets, she spends a solid 15 minutes setting up all the traps. 
It would take three, <laughs> four days to set those traps. She was highly prepared, Th- and that... she had read the pamphlet, Jake. She was an expert. Oh, she also had a tremendous amount of, like, steel wire lying around with which to set this sledgehammer trap. No, the sledgehammer was just, like, two coat hangers and a screwdriver. No! And some twine. Good. I can make twine. that trap it was right like now. wire. That one's not that hard. It's the Ugh. fucking, like, electrical bomb she sets off with a few batteries and a clothespin. She, like, turns in a fucking yeah, MacGyver she, in her living room. And she doesn't even end up needing most of the traps. All she does is just toss a jug of gasoline on him and light the fucker on fire. Yeah. After she pulls him into the real world. Which, this guy is so terrible at killing people that when he has, like, has his victim in a bear hug, he can't kill her. The, uh... Again... It's a it's a people being fucked with movie, not a people being murdered in their sleep movie. Well, what I wanted to focus on was when she lights him on fire, he shrinks like two feet. Well, yeah, because the stunt man, and I he know, gets like so a lot thicker. It's so he gets a noticeably thicker because of the giant suit that they put his face on. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. For the record, that shot won best stunt of the year that year. So. That's, it was. It's, it's a good scene. It's, it's one still long really cool. They the did that practically because the they did time. light a person on fire. But yeah, but they should have lit someone who is of adequate size on fire, so it should not have won <laughs> best stunt. It's possible that no one of adequate size wanted to be lit on fire for two minutes. Well, use some of your budget. They to yeah okay. Hire? They could have done that. I, yeah, I like. It's a little annoying because you're like that dude is definitely clearly wearing a fire suit, but it's whatever. Suspect I your still disbelief, like that they did it. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I didn't love it. Because <laughs> we never see, like, the sledgehammer trap go off, right? She mm-hmm. never uses that. Did you oh, watch this we? movie? Yeah, she eh. punches him in the gut with it. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty... They don't really linger on it that long. He just kind of gets hit with a sledgehammer and goes, oh, and then he keeps walking. Yeah. Also, I don't know what kind of jug she threw at him, but that jug shattered with, like, almost no force being put upon it. Ceramic. Yeah, I mean, no. most of those trick trick glass things in, in movies are sugar and, like, water, so right. it makes sense. But yeah, they were this also isn't the dream world anymore. St- this is the real world, and she threw a jar of glass at him, and it shattered upon touching anything. I think you'll find that it's actually not the real world. Yeah, it's sort uh, of confusing as to what state of reality. No, no, this we're one in. is the real world. Insofar as we're unsure as to whether or not they're ever actually in the real world throughout the entire film. Entire yeah. film, right? So yeah, I mean, then... let's let's just get to the end of this thing. She stops believing in <laughs> Freddy, and that causes him to die because apparently he's either Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy. I was gonna say just like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, he wears red. And green. He does. It's Christmas colors. Yeah, he's Christmas. Oh, shit. We've uncovered something. Freddy Krueger <laughs> is Santa Goes all Claus. the way to the top. <laughs> Hot damn. I mean, both have some connection to children. They also. He also knows when you're sleeping <laughs> and he knows when you're awake. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if he knows when you're awake. I mean, by process of elimination, I guess he does. Yeah, he certainly knows when you're sleeping. And if you're not sleeping, then there's really literally only he one state of being. He knows when you're dreaming. Does he know if you're not in REM? I would assume I he he's got some prep to awake. do. He's got some what, Mark? He's got some prep to do. He has to create the dream. Uh, maybe. That's like his workshop. He has a bunch of elves just creating dreams. <laughs> so she, what, she 
depowers him and then wakes up and her mom's not dead anymore. And she's like, I just all of a sudden want to stop drinking, which that's a weird decision. Means it's clearly Um, a dream. Yeah. (laughs) And And, there's there's a fog machine very clearly happening in the background and they even comment on it. It's so foggy this morning. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they kind of break that wall down, but. But that's the only the scene Freddy where there's car. a fog machine. If they did, if they wanted to make a weird meta commentary on fog, why didn't they include fog in any other scene? Wait, why do you think they're trying to comment on fog? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is the first time they bring up fog. Mark, is is what you meant to say, like, if they wanted to associate the dream world with fogginess? Sure. Yeah, I'm just two he or three steps know. ahead of you, Jack. <laughs> Are you? Then why, so if they want... If they want to make a joke about fog, why are they why are they only putting fog in one fucking they scene? They don't want to and make a joke about fog. They're not trying to make a joke about fog. I think they're just trying to indicate, like, the characters know this is not the real world. Well, the characters yeah. don't know it's not the real world because they specifically say, like, well, weird things happen. Well, she does. Fine. So she gets... And it's her dream. Move past it. Move past it. Jesus. She gets into Marco's the car. That was a stupid thing to say. Well, we she weren't... gets in the car. Oh, God. Why does Freddy need to kill her mom in this dream? He doesn't. She gets oh, in the Freddy car. Right. She does. I think and Freddy then Freddy just... kills her mom. Her mom stole his salad fingers. He doesn't like but her. But it's not actually her. Oh, this God. is the dream that Freddy's created. Salad fingers. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't act he like that. Feel that reference metal. didn't just fly under the radar. Okay, good. He likes the feel of rusty metal. On my gold salad fingers. Oh my god. (laughs) It's so weird. Uh, Why does he need to kill her mom? This is his dream world and she's already gone. She can't even see it. I mean, he he doesn't need to kill her mom. He just likes killing shit. He could have turned into her Mr. Smith style. Agent Smith. So so moms are like the fourth most dangerous game? So... (laughs) I mean, realistically, he's just up in his game a little bit. No, he's Are not doing sure anything. Fourth most dangerous, what? Also, where do you put teenagers in this, Mark? Somewhere between fourth and eighth. They're not quite children, but they're not quite moms. Sometimes they're moms. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Six? All right, that's that's enough for this fucking review. Jesus Christ. They're ahead of zebras, but below lions. Stop talking. <laughs> Give me the fuck out. <laughs> We over at AtoZHorror.com use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how well Adam DeMamp would rate how well Ipecac works. Let me give this a little test Hmm, that's weird. Definitely don't feel like barfing right now. No, wait. No, I'm barfing. I'm barfing right now. I'm not barfing. Those scientists better check their hypotenuses, dude. And for 10, think of how Gerald would rate Arnold's level of boldness. Arnold, you're bold. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Um, This was my movie, so I guess I'm going first, right? So I'll, I'll rate it for story. That'd be correct, Jack. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 for story. Woof. I think that base concept is pretty good, right? This guy kills you in your dreams, and but... Once you go, like, one step deeper, a lot of it really doesn't work for me. The fact that, like, this whole village full of people got away with murdering this man. And just, I don't know. Village it doesn't, doesn't do that much for me. It's 
Well, they're they're pretty much villagers. They're going to the, like the town creep's house with pitchforks and torches. I assume That's they're fair. villagers. Yeah, modern yeah. Frankenstein. Um, there's just a lot of problems with the story here. I don't think it's particularly well written. So it's a good concept, but not that well executed upon. So it gets a seven. Jake, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna knock it just a bit more than you, though. I do agree with what you're saying. Um, decent story. Same qualms. Uh, plus, they never mentioned Elm Street once, and that kind of bothers me. Yeah, I kind of so, like that. Six and a half. All right. Mark, how about you? Well, they did mention Elm Street because that's the name of the movie. So The name the of the movie, movie Mark, mentions Elm Street. In the movie. <clears throat> in the movie. I am in the minority here, then, I guess. I think this is an extremely solid movie, uh, story-wise. Well, all-wise, actually. I gave this a nine. Whoa! Yeah. That's really high. Look, story-wise, this is an incredible movie. Like I said at the start of the show, it's it's a great concept that he comes for you in your dreams and what happens in your nightmares, where people are like... Like, that is that has transcended all cultures, that when you have a nightmare, you are completely and fucking utterly powerless to stop what's happening to you until you wake up. And that's goddamn terrifying in its own right. So they use that fear... For the first time in film, as far as I know, to put in a cognizant serial killer slasher being. Like, if you're being chased by Jason, you just fucking run away from Jason. If you're being chased by Freddy, there's nothing you can do, man. He's holding all the cards. Like, apparently, Except you can just fucking stop believing in him, but whatever. Because reasons. Say what? Except pull him into the real world because reasons. Yeah, so, they, I mean, it's not getting a 10. They have to. They have to. It's have... getting damn close. Okay, it's getting so, a Jake ten. I mean, if you're gonna make a movie about actually, something it's getting a that Jake ten point two invulnerable, <laughs> then I like the the qualm you have isn't something that allows a movie to be made from it. They have to have some type of resource. There has to be a kryptonite for the Superman. Right, Why? but instead of actually writing it and explaining it, they just say ah, dream shit. Well, the eighties like were it just a they, they did. <laughs> I, I actually think no. this is this is a very 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 good story. I, I it's one of the best stories. It's a very creative villain, and I think there's a reason that this spawned like nine sequels. Sure, I mean I could buy that. I like I said, I think it's good. It's just not well executed upon. Yeah, so that's and I've said this many many times before. Story nope. is theoretical. The elevator pitch of the movie immersion is the execution for me. Not it's not that black and white. I understand. I agree with you mostly, but it's not that black and white. And I think some of the way the story manifested left something to be desired. But anyway, yeah, we'll move on to immersion. World building and immersion is up next, um, and I'm giving it a four for this. It's not a particularly immersive movie. I do kind of like the world they build um, in this like questionable dream versus reality kind of a situation and i like that they keep going back to the the boiler room just because that's where freddy hangs out i guess i don't know i like that room and that's a part of it um but it's and they go back to that not an immersive too. movie like that's yeah i know it's weird movie. i know well not the same one because the building in which they filmed that boiler room was condemned because it's best movie <laughs> yeah. um but I, it's just it's not immersive it's uh and it's just an okay built world, so four. Jake. I'm going to go a little higher than you on this one. I'm going to go five and a half. I'm going to keep giving half <laughs> points, I guess. Uh, this is just better than the Andy Dalton line. 
in terms of immersion. Um, <laughs> I, I think like I do, like I said, I do agree with Mark mostly in terms of the execution of the story being where I have my qualms and that's where I need to detract from it. Um, I have the other qualms that I mentioned, but from an immersion standpoint, like some of the silliness you're obviously not going to be immersed in. And I think that like a lot of what happens here and just like the way you view this as a moviegoer, you are primed to be thinking of this in terms of watching a movie. Like it's very hard to put yourself in that situation. And apparently it's kind of hard to fucking describe because I just struggled. Sure. So. Yes, you did. Eh. And that was going to be part of the course it. there, eh, bud? Yeah, hey, bud. <laughs> All right, Mark, you, world building and immersion. I'm halfway between both of you guys. I gave this thing a five. Um, the execution is very iffy. We've already talked about a lot of this, but a few things we haven't brought up. Uh, so the audio mixing in these older movies, I would love to know what how they put the audio track in because no matter where you are in relation to the character yeah yeah it always sounds like they're talking like two inches from a microphone so i feel like there's like an overdub the british this movie especially there definitely is parts of the movie where you can see the character's lips say something different than what you hear because it was Mm re-recorded like in post Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, but also the sync is way too good in most places for it to be an overdub. Like, they, I would believe that they overdubbed a few lines, but even the lines that match up perfectly, I, I just want to know what the recording technique was, because they, I don't think they're wearing a mic, so is it like a parabolic mic that the guy's standing, like, pointing it no, at I'm them? I'm sure it's a boom, same as every other movie. Well, that, but it doesn't sound like every other movie. That's, that's a, the th- point I'm making, is it just sounds weird, I, I, even when, like, the sync is perfect. This like the leveling is off, like background versus foreground sound leveling is That's is weird. Interesting because I didn't notice that. Uh, I'm a yeah. I I am very particular about sound mixing, especially in these like seventies eighties movies where they hadn't quite figured it out yet. Uh, the other thing is just the acting in general, even from the adult actors, is pretty iffy, and that might be that might be just a symptom of the times that it was in and that was sort of the school of acting that was in at the time was camp full camp all the time but it's it doesn't stand up well the acting is rough which which is interesting (laughs) because heather langenkamp the main chick has actually said this is like her favorite performance she's turned in which is have you ever seen her in anything else? Uh, she's been in some other stuff she she has a pretty good movie career i mean nothing like blockbuster level but to to draw on this performance as your best, like damn girl, Look, really? I, I'm unaware of a second performance of hers, so that very well might be the case. I'm sure you're aware. Give me some time, I'll find well, it. I mean, that's not a like I can tell you, I'm not. I mean, that's that's you can't disprove that. <laughs> she was Fuck, in Star Scare Trek Factor is up next. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'll rate it for Scare Factor. Thanks, I'm Joe. gonna go with a three. Hmm. Um. This just is not a scary movie. Freddy isn't particularly scary. The concept of that he can do anything is, but every time he shows that, he's a very defeatable villain until, like, the very end when you realize it's all hopeless. But, fuck, it's just, he's not scary. Like, this isn't the kind of movie where, this is the kind of movie where I'm going to feel like I can win and then eventually I'm going to die, and that's not scary. Like, 
at all points, I feel like I can beat Freddy until the end. And it's like, well, nothing I do would matter. And it's not that kind of tragic hopelessness that sometimes makes me feel scared. Why do, it's you, just, why do you think you can beat Freddy? Because at all points, this 17-year-old girl can outfight him and outrun him and outsmart him. <clears throat> until the very end when... It's just he was controlling all of it, and he can do whatever he wants. And so it's just, throughout this whole thing, I'm thinking, cool, well, I'd be doing better than her. So I'd be double outsmarting, outfighting, and outrunning Freddy. And none of that is scary. So the whole, the whole like, outrunning thing just reminds me of, have you seen, have, you, have either of you guys watched Rick and Morty at all? The Scary Terry episode? haven't seen that i highly recommend you watch scary terry it's <laughs> it's the best so it's a you can run but you can't hide type of situation and it's it's very obviously like they comment on this freddy krueger but they call him scary terry because of copyright infringement um so they run and they hide and it's like six hours later and he's still looking for them <laughs> but they're just hiding that's uh, good <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just not that scary three jake go Uh, I agree in terms of like theoretically really fucking scary, but pretty much all of this movie is in the execution and the execution is not scary. I'm going to give it a four slightly higher than you, Jack, Uh, just because like a bit of that theory behind what Freddy can do and the power that he holds creeps in there. But none of it manifests in terms of like what you actually get as a viewer. So. Yeah. Can't can't give it a high score. That. Yeah, Mark, how about you? Uh, I apparently disagree wholeheartedly Uh-oh. with you guys. <laughs> oh, I gave, I mean, I didn't go full bore or anything. I gave this a seven. I I'm correcting it upward. I think a little bit historically. Uh, I mean, I feel like you guys have done similar shit for Nosferatu and other classics like that. So I don't feel bad about this. This movie's like this movie made people afraid to sleep. What Jaws did for people getting into swimming pools, this movie did for people going to That's sleep. That's not fair. Okay. How so? I don't know. I like Jaws. I don't know because I find Jaws scary. And I don't find this scary. <laughs> That's why it's not fair. <laughs> it's a very look, it's a subjective rating. But the thing that I'm giving it a higher score than I would have normally given it, uh, like I'm bumming it up still a little bit, is that. Even so, there are still scenes that work really, really well today, like that um, the hallway scene where Tina is in a body bag being dragged by an invisible force around a corner. Like that's a really, really good scene. That's mm-hmm. a that is. But it's a, not scary. It's pretty scary, man. That's the scariest in the movie, probably. Uh, it depends on what hits you. Like I said, it's a subjective thing. I, I feel like the Johnny Depp thing. Since that's such a jump scare, could probably freak you out until you see the that's immense amount much of blood, of a jump and you're just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Tina's death. Tina's death is incredible, man. It's yeah, but cool. it's not scary. It's more. Cool Tina's death is scary. terrifying. She's being dragged up into the walls. Like, are you kidding me? That's a that is a scary scene, dude. Uh, you got yeah. you got Tina. I mean, basically everything Tina is what's bumping this score up. I really like her death scene. I really like her just appearing in a body bag all over the place in the first half of the movie, and then just in general, what this movie did as a concept was great. Now at the end, when you have the fucking Home Alone style, we're gonna basically prank Freddy. <laughs> that stuff kind of detracts a little bit. It's not getting that great of a score. It's just a seven, but still, like this movie made people not want to sleep. So I feel like it needs it to get you, a little bit better representation than you, you not clowns. Want to sleep? 
Most objective category. I slept category. fine, but I did have weird dreams that night. <laughs> like, I don't know. I gave Nosferatu... I gave that credit for its scare factor because there were scenes in that movie that creeped me out. Like, when he's stacking the coffins and it's the weird stop-motion, slightly sped-up thing. Like, that's scary. That shit's scary. The super giant stacking coffins... In weird sped up stop motion. I mean, it's that's a, like, it's that's a like subjective a similar... category, Jack, and I know you can't see this, but our listeners right now are giving you a very incredulous look. Highly yeah. incredulous. Are they now? Yeah. Are they? Very. Highly. <laughs> effects or judicious lack thereof is up next. Um, and I'm giving this an eight for effects or judicious lack thereof. This is much more in the effects part than the judicious lack thereof. These guys went nuts with the effects. Mm -hmm. They did a whole lot of shit, and a lot of it worked really, really well. Even the parts that didn't work particularly well, which for me is the lighting on fire part, like that guy, the fact that that's clearly not Robert Englund. Yeah, that's rough. And clearly, like, just two inches wider on every side than a normal human is, because you can (laughs) see the fire suit. It's just, I don't know, I mean... That didn't look great, but I still appreciate that they did it. So they lose some credit because they took some risks that didn't work, but also they did a shitload of stuff, and most of it worked really well. Eight. Mm-hmm. Same Eight. score, same reason. Eight. All right. Yeah, we Mark. get through it. Yeah. Wow, solid. Nine and a half. Uh, I got to give them s- tremendous props for set design. Uh, dude, they built a fucking set that rotates. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome they used it to and not only did they do that but they used it really fucking well aside from the fact yeah, the that they nearly electrocuted really the entire cool cast but the tina yeah, scene the bathtub scene is also really cool and they built a pool for that yeah and the bathtub scene is is awesome and the other thing is like stylistically they knew what they were going for they knew they were going for an unrealistic amount of blood and you guys have given credit for that before you guys gave poultry guys to decent score purely based off of the effort they put in so yeah, 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 no, they get credit for it. So yeah. I get that, like, it's kind of unrealistic the amount of blood that comes out, but that's what they were going for stylistically. So I'm that's okay with not it. why I'm dinging them. The late no, yeah, the latex it's, it's, wall scene is also really good, where he's like creeping I over her bed. I love that scene so much. I love that scene so much. Yeah, the amount of good effects in this movie vastly, Outweigh I would say, ninety five to five or so outrates the. Okay, I'm gonna say 20 in this. What is what is bad in this movie is the like frames where Freddy dives on her, but she's stopped believing in him, so he disappears and turns into like a blue staticky mist, or like the mom disappearing into the into the bed and then. Did you like Freddy's arms? Did you like the way Freddy's arms look? I actually kind of do. In the I I, extendo I arms? it doesn't stand up immensely well. But the reason they're doing that is to show that they're in a dream. And they, they have the whole thing, too, where they attach his knives to batteries so that as they're scraping along shit, uh, sparks come out. And, like, the sound that keeps coming from the, like, that is recurring is a recurring theme throughout the movie of his knives Look, scraping man, against shit. They did such a lot of cool shit. It's just not all of it worked for me, right? And for me, the arm scene down the, the, the alleyway looked like shit and the fire scene looked like shit. Neither of those scenes look like shit. They're just not stupendous. And I, I mean, I, the I get arms what you're saying. do not look good. I actually did say, I did note that like the fire scene is kind of dorky, but whatever. The other thing we haven't talked about at all that I did want to bring up that I'm knocking in a little bit for is in the middle of the movie, I think it's the scene when she's in class asleep as she's running through the, when she burns her arm on the, on the boiler to wake her up. Uh, th- there's like a good solid 
scary chase scene and they put this like weird 80s techno music in the background like as soon as she sees freddy it's just like that that totally fucking ruined that scene for me um like wes craven is iconic for his music but not in a particularly good way in my mind i never love any of his music it's true and scream is a really good example of that scream has a fucking terrible score uh yeah in any case i still say the good vastly outweighs the bad in this movie. I gave it a nine and a half and I, I'm standing by that one. Well, all right. Um, that leaves us with overall. Um, that's, that's going to be it. And I'm going to give this a seven overall. I wasn't vamping all that long. You jumped the gun on saying I was vamping. Well, you were though. It was a solid assumption. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, seven. It's a good movie. Uh, there's a lot of problems with it, but it's good. Classic worth watching. Yeah, um, I hate doing this uh, because it puts me in the exact same boat as Jack. But when I was thinking about this, the the math says six, but this, as is evidenced by how many times I have seen this, either invested sitting down and watching it or having it on because I choose to have it on, is a classic. It's undeniable. Uh, everything this movie did for the genre to move it forward and really like continue to keep the tropes that it used popular during the eighties. Like all of that is really awesome. And I appreciate the movie. Uh, so I'm going to give it a seven as well. That's a full point boost for pretty much no That's reason a big at all. Boost tilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Mark guys are going to have to tell your buddies why you're not watching it with them and drinking beers. Cause I gave it an eight, which means I gave it the highest score. <laughs> this is a this is a classic of classics. Um, I I think this one, I, I mean Friday the Thirteenth is one of my favorite of those tri- like that's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So I'm not gonna go above Friday the Thirteenth, but I, this is still like up there with with all three of those are honestly fucking great. Damn, that's interesting because I like this so much better than Friday the Thirteenth. Uh. Yeah, so I'll end my overall score there. I gave it. I gave it an eight. I, it's a. It's a super classic. How do you guys think this stacks up to those other well, we've two? Now Halloween the and Friday the Thirteenth. We can talk about that. Yeah. Let's. Well, let's yeah. do that. Well, let's do that in the fourth segment, huh? Let's just do that right fucking now. Why do we got to make it a fourth segment? Goddamn weirdo. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I think that so the the trifecta we're going with we are we're excluding Texas Chainsaw Massacre from it right we're going Halloween this and Friday the Thirteenth yeah you can include Texas Chainsaw if you want I feel like that movie is feels different than this one than those three sorry well it feels different than this one I don't know if it feels different from those three okay well include it if you want I I just feel like the vibe I get from Texas Chainsaw is. Yeah, significantly less campy. I feel like all three of these are very steeped in camp. It is. It is much less campy. And and um, it is my Chainsaw favorite is just of the a four. Realistic. You are getting chased around by a goddamn psychopath in West Texas. Yeah, and it's my favorite of the four uh, by a decent margin. Um, I don't know, Jake. I don't know if you're looking at the scores or not, and you're going to contradict me here based on what I graded them. But um, it's my favorite of the four. Um, I think of Halloween. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the 13th. Uh, fuck. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is what I'd most want to watch again. Um, I don't actually like Friday the 13th all that much. Eh, the original just doesn't do that much for me. Um, I put that on about the same par with Halloween. Also less good than it's like classic status would indicate. 
this is my favorite of the that trifecta, I think is what I'd go with. Um, this is just the most fun. Wait, Jake, how about you? Quadfecta? Didn't you didn't you start this whole thing by saying that the Texas Chainsaw should be included? No, no, no. I I I think I conceded and agreed that it is it is different. But then I said that's just far and away my favorite of the four. So when you exclude that one, it's it's going to be a nightmare on Elm Street for me. Jake, you got a shit-eating grin on your face. What is it that you want to say? So we're, we're not including Texas Chainsaw, right? Include it if you want to include it. Talk about it. I don't know. Give, I don't, I give don't think shit. it fits. I don't then think don't it fits. include it. Jesus Christ. Are we including Alien in this? <laughs> well, if we're including Alien, it's Alien. I can tell you that much yeah, right Yeah, Alien. Now. I pick Alien. Um, <laughs> I think it's a close race between this and Friday the 13th. I don't love Halloween by any stretch. Uh... I, if I had to pick, it'd be this. I think that the layers that you have that are created by the idea of a dream world are cool, and obviously it spawned a bunch of a bunch of sequels, not unlike the others, but I think they're more interesting as a whole. And a veritable the effects were the best. A well, you're not talking about literally the others. I'm you're not. talking about the other two movies. The other two movies. <laughs> the other two movie franchises, IPs, if you will. Uh, this one also had the best effects of the three, which by far, yeah. far I mean, and away, not I, even a I've close. Said it already. I would say Friday the, thir- Friday the Thirteenth didn't on. have. Actually, neither of the other two had bad effects. No, it just this movie risked. This more. is on another level. Yeah, it certainly yeah. did more. I don't think the effects were yeah. better. It so just it, did I mean, it's more. this one. It's this one. And if you yeah. want to add Texas Chainsaw, it's Texas Chainsaw. And if you want to add Alien, it's Alien. They're not. The- I don't want to add Alien. <laughs> I don't know about, why we'd add Alien at all. I don't know. Trifecta right now. So you guys just shat on this movie by giving it a no. seven. I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. <laughs> I gave, yeah, I gave you, it a you seven did give too. it a seven, which is only one point six points below the best possible score on your scale. So well for Jake, giving, I think I've Jake given giving a 10. giving a a seven is like me giving what would that be an eight point four. So he actually technically I, I, on his scale gave it an even higher grade than I did. <laughs> Math. So, I mean, we all gave it a good score. But you guys, I mean, I was getting the vibe that you guys didn't like this movie at all. Not, not sorry. That's overstating it a little bit. I, I got the vibe that you guys didn't, re- you weren't enchanted by this movie the way I would say you would have been by the other two. But then you both said that this was your favorite of the three. Look, I don't actually like Friday the 13th or Halloween all that much. Like, I'm rarely going to choose to watch either of those movies. Damn. That's cold-blooded. It's it's true though. This one I will choose to put on. See, I'll throw these on because of classic status, but the most enjoyment is from this one. I just think I like them more than you guys do because I like them as like a time capsule. Like it's fun to look at it and be like, "Oh, that's how they did effects back then," or "That's how." Look, if that's your thing, then choose this one. <laughs> there are better examples of that though. Like if you what? want to think about like how they did effects, reanimator. Back then, there's a ton of examples, man. Choose Reanimator. I'm not just talking about effects, though. It's just fun to watch these that were basically super blockbusters back in the day, even though they came from indie backgrounds. Uh, and just, that's how like narratives were constructed. That's how acting was done. That's. I think you're getting into another conversation, though. It's like, why is something a blockbuster? No, I'm not. I'm not really talking about that. Like, uh, I guess that's tangentially related. <laughs> It is. But, but what I'm really a, saying is like these are the accepted. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
I think it's I think it's a chicken and the egg situation. Like these were popular, so people began to imitate them. So that was what became like the common school of what was accepted in horror. But now we look back at that, and it's hard for us to separate these as that those that came before from those that came after as imitators. No, it's not. No, no, it's not because like something like the thing, right? I I mean I like that movie worlds better than this movie. I well, think the thing is a great film that holds up today. But that's a, that's an in, and, that's a really interesting point, Jack, because that the thing did things that the other movies were not doing, and it failed miserably at the box office. So it might stand really. up well because it actually fits better into like the 1990s school or the 2000s school of of horror film than it does in the 1980s school. It didn't so it wasn't popular when it came out, but second. it stood up well over time. I don't think the thing did that poorly at the box office, did it? It, it did. was a flop. You know what we need to do? You know what we need to do? We need to have a discussion about this 80s group of movies. Because I think we reviewed I the like vast that. majority of the classics. I like that. I'm so full of good points. It's all yeah, I make. Yeah. I've been listening for a long time. I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> What more? God damn it, Jack! What are you even (laughs) saying? What are the words you're trying to say? Uh, I need some more beer. This has been episode 25 of the A to Z (laughs) Horcast. Good work, boys. Quarter century. Should we actually get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, my God. If, if you guys are still hanging with us, thank you, because, good, my God. Good work. <laughs> Holy shit, your dedication <laughs> is admirable. Yeah. Are you in uh, some type of situation which you are unable to reach your phone to pause or go to the next podcast? Yeah, I'm also getting the same impression that you're also following us on Twitter and or are hanging out with us on the Horror Amino app. If you're not, please do that and like the podcast, guys. Believe it or not, that actually helps more than anything. If you could tell one person, even one person that you know about the podcast... Or the site. Either way, a to z horror.com. That's a hyphen, not a Or two. me specifically. Or Mark. Maybe don't tell them about this episode. <laughs> Either way. That'd be hugely helpful, and we thank you for that. The music you've been hearing throughout the episode, mostly, has been coming at you from space. That's space without EPA. And next week, we're going to continue down the line with trying to make movies that seemingly don't have any connection to each other fit. And unluckily for me, that's, uh, that's mine. And next week... We're going to be reviewing The Abominable Dr. Fives. <laughs> Stay tuned for that shit. Whoops. And until next time, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great weekend, buddy. Cheers. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, shit.